This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Wesley Euler, it is the Steelers Blitz here on a Victory Monday, rocking and rolling. We're going to get to some of your tweets here because we've got to. We can't save them all for the last segment. We got a bunch of reaction rolling in here on the Twitter.com. You know where to get involved with us if you want to join in on the conversation at Wesley Euler at the Body 52. Motsi, the bigger picture question as it relates to the Steelers for you from yesterday. Okay, you ready for this one? All right, what's up? What does this do to your big picture outlook right does that make sense like did yesterday change your expectations for the Steelers season as a whole um like did you go from thinking like all right you know what I thought this team was maybe going to go 10 and 7 to now I think they could win 11 or 12 game like like any type of movement like that or is it just hey it's a it's a good start to the season you beat a good team let's keep building for me it was a good start to the season you got out of there with a win you find whatever way you can to get that win but it didn't change me one way or the other but we said that going into this game it wasn't going to change me one way or the other if they went in there and got blew out you heard my prediction 30 to 17 I meant it I thought that would be the case because the uh, the likelihood of everything playing out how that did yesterday is slim to none so, yeah, that doesn't change how I feel. Nah, nah, I still think this is going to be a 10-win team. If this old line can get better, now you start talking 11 then and 12. Then maybe that would change the but conversation. can you yeah. tell me definitively that that old line got better? Because the no. premise going into that game was this old line could not be worse than what it was a which, year ago. Which you and I, like, big time disagreed That was with. the premise. And I can, I can say for a fact, yesterday, that old line was worse than the old line that was out there last year. Agreed. We saw that. So to me, it's like, do we love this win? Absolutely. It's great that it worked out the way that it did, but in terms of winning games like that going forward, unless you have, what, the 85 Bears, the 08 Steelers, <laughs> the 02 – or, or the th- yeah. 2000 Ravens, like, that's not – The 14 that, Seahawks. That doesn't happen a lot. And even the 14 Seahawks had a good running game. That's true. They could run the ball, play special teams and defense. Beast mode. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't see a lot of beast mode going on with our running game. That's not a shot at Najee, but it just wasn't that. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't change how I feel about it. It's just like, hey, man, sometimes you win it, and you're just like, yo, it doesn't matter how we got it there. We say they don't ask how these ass house many. They don't ask how. That's one of the ones right there. We say it doesn't matter how we got it done. We got it done. Yeah. That's that. Yeah. No, I agree. And, again, there are things that could play out over the course of the next few weeks, next month, whatever, that would make me feel that I would change how I feel about this team's ceiling. But I think you're right. It still gets back to the offensive line 
That is the big kicker. I, I want to know your guys' thoughts on this. Get at us on Twitter. Let us know if, if yesterday changed your perspective on the season for the Steelers at all, if you now have higher expectations. I can't imagine anybody has lower expectations. I say it should be lower. <laughs> about if you're going up into Buffalo and, and beating the Bills. But if for some reason you got lower expectations, you could tell us why But as then again, well. though, people could have lower expectations. Yeah, if they, they could have said, if, if you want to be cynical, you could say. It's plenty to, to go that route. You need to go your way yeah. to win that. Get The defense played unreal. Mm-hmm. You got a special teams touchdown. You had a lot kind of go your way in you that had, regard. I mean, just coaching arrogance mm-hmm. like that's I can't even they're call, mad in Buffalo today like I can't even call it malpractice that was just arrogance they are mad at Brian Dable and, in, in Buffalo today. and it's like how like what are the odds of a team being that arrogant when they play you like I think you saw you that in some I mean? of their body language too yeah they all were they were just so arrogant out they there were, and to they, me they were perturbed that they were not comfortably beating the Steelers and, and I look at it like this man <laughs> It reminds me of the tortoise and the hare story, right? We know the tortoise and we know the hare. We know the hare was all world the good, wait, the big hair? and bad, right? Oh, it oh. could just fly, right? But we know that it overlooked the tortoise. It was very cocky, right? And we know in that situation, the tortoise was able to be humble, stayed down, and in the end was able to win. But I guarantee you, if they did that 10 times, it was only going to be that one scenario where that tortoise was going to be able to take advantage of that hare being that arrogant. And yesterday was that case. Do you think the next time, whenever it, whether it's if in the playoffs, if January, we see them again, yeah. do you think that they're going to be that arrogant when they go out there? In terms of fourth and eight, for it would have been a forty-five yard field goal with Tyler Bass, and you go for it on fourth and eight. Makes we, no sense. W- why? Makes no sense. With the leap, why? Arrogance. Why? Yeah. Third and one. Third and one, and no, no, no. We're not gonna we're not gonna just you know spread them out running QB draw running QB no 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 we're gonna we're gonna try this little freaky play over here oh you know it's fourth and one now you know what we're gonna do let's let's instead of you know instead of, instead of just handing it off instead of just doing a QB sneak you know we, we, we're gonna get cute here and and the thing is, when is you I, got Josh Allen too that's the funniest part and, and like you all run day, that man all like day, crazy he they had ran him all day they could not stop him let's be real <laughs> there was zero answer if they would have went empty and ran that ball there was nothing that we could do about it but and I get the play they were trying to do is you see it in college football and actually we run it as well where yeah. we'll stick the ball and we'll flip it out there they just did it where they throw it but the problem is you, Justin Fields was in trying to do that for yeah. the Bears last night and the, pro- the problem yeah. is though you got to read in terms of the deep and, and yep. this isn't a Josh Allen this could I think this is more on Brian because it w- it doesn't like a Agreed. check was even involved there was in no, it. it was like this is right. the play call that was going to be the who play who cares what the defense does this is right. what we're running and my thing is you have to be able to check out you of have that to. you see have how the to. defense did not react <laughs> when you see that it's like hey coach I noticed what we had called but bro this ain't it and they're and they're ready for it they're ready for it yeah and to me that once again is the arrogance of it. We're not even going to have an alternative call to it. We're not calling a timeout. We're just that much better than this team. So to me, and when you're talking about could a, a person look at this and have lower expectations, sure, I sure. could see that because they would take those things into account and say, man, the odds of that happening for 17 True. games. Well, you got to kind of balance that versus the Bills will be one of the best teams they play all year. Very true. Very true. Yeah. So that's, when I think of the tightrope to walk. But even with that, right? They still moved the ball, did they not? They absolutely did. They still got stops, did they not? They absolutely did. The they, issues they that they – Their defense late stopped okay. the Steelers twice inside so, their own tenure. So, so, Goal-to-go situations, so once again, their defense stopped the Steelers twice. So once again, if you if they really want to make that case, they can. Because everything that we would try to say as a positive rebuttal, it's based off of 
them them being the ones having the issues, not something that we were creating. And that's the biggest thing they're, I'm alluding today, to. Right like today there. in Buffalo, they don't think that they got beat. They, they think look, they beat they, themselves. Yeah, they said they're saying we lost that game. Yes. We lost that game. That and obviously they're gonna they're gonna complain about the refs, but I will say this. The whole calls a hundred percent accurate. The I PI so. calls you can make a case for. Yeah. If we're on the other end of that, we're losing our mind. Sure. sure. We will be losing our mind because number one, it cost them an interception. Number two, it was a field flipping play on the other one. So that part, yes. But the old line, I mean, they got a block better. Dude, Alex Highsmith, TJ Watt, Melvin Ingram, they gave those guys issues. Cam Hayward, yeah. They struggled. They That's did. why they had so many holding penalties. So Sure, they felt like they lost some opportunities, but the Steelers did what they needed to do to win that game. Yes, they did. Regardless when, of what they might want to think or what others might say, the Steelers did enough to win that game, and that, to me, was the most impressive part. I agree. You and I talked about that a lot last year. Like, there's a difference between, like, the 60-minute dominating performance mm-hmm. and a winning effort. Yes. You have to be able to do both at times, and that was certainly a winning effort from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, yesterday up in Buffalo. Let's get to some of your tweets here. Mm-hmm. We got these things rolling in. We'll get to some here, some in the next segment as well. Our buddy Thrash chimes in and says, who says you need practice when you're making $100 million? Hey, TJ going off two sacks, forced fumble, plus some QB hits, and he took more breaks on the sidelines than normal. That's Motes. That is why he's been in the conversation for Defensive Player mm-hmm. of the Year for the last two years. That is why, honestly, if it wasn't for the freak that is Aaron Donald, he'd have one of those things on his <laughs> mantelpiece. That's the truth. Um, that was that was encouraging to t- see from TJ. That's something Motes and I spent a lot of time on last week. In, in Motes' experience, like playing a position like that where you're getting grabbed, you're getting pulled, you're bending Typically off the those edge. Those guys need that work. I what, mean, what it does to your body. That's yeah. impressive by TJ Watt to be able to turn in that. No question. Right now, it's looking like just him. Aaron Donald and Chandler Jones about the only guys that don't need any work. All right. All right. Well, actually, no, because Chandler Jones got work. He got work. Chandler Jones. He just wanted to got five sacks, but he got work, too. So, all right, all right, you're right. You're right. <laughs> it's, just, it's just TJ and A.A. Ron. That's, yeah, man, that's, that's it. That's it. Brian tweets us and says, question, I'm not trying to be too critical, just wondering, why do you think Tomlin did not use his timeouts at the end of the first half? Just wanted to know your thoughts. I think, honestly, they were trying to get in halftime. Because they were tr- – I agree and, with you. And, you the think, offense had nothing yeah. going. It was and, like, and let's the, just get into halftime and regroup. In the own, down in, 10. In both we'll of it. the times where the defense was able to get stops, we know the opening the opening drive, that was really good on the defense. They made the plays. But after that, remember, we're talking about some of the things where Emmanuel Sanders, that was just an overthrow. It should have been a 60-yard bomb for a touchdown. Foul ball. That's, like, Coach Tom remembers that. <laughs> you talk about, oh, okay, it was what, what was the third and whatever, and they, we're going to flea flicker and throw it down. He remembers that. He said to himself, well, you know what? Let's not give them another opportunity to kind of get their senses. They had just scored I, I think prior to right. that as well. And that, to me, was, you know, we're going to get into the halftime and hit the, the reset. Back, they're feeling it yes. right now. They yes. might add another three points, might add that another changes seven everything. points. Yeah. That changes everything. We get yeah. the ball back at halftime, too. Let's regroup. Let's lick our wounds a little mm-hmm. bit. Let's figure out how we're going to move the ball in the second half, yeah. which I think they obviously did a much better job. We all know that it, halftime adjustments, it, it feels like that is something that, that this coaching staff has done well as of late, particularly in the first, you know, 70, 75% of last yeah. season till some of that predictability caught up with them down the stretch. But I, I think that's well said by you, Motes, and, and I agree. They were just trying – we get the ball back. We're only down 10. Let's get to the locker room and, and, and get back on the same page and regroup here. Absolutely, man. Sometimes what you got to do, baby. Sometimes you have to do <laughs> that. Sometimes do. that is a smart thing hey, to do. Hey, hey, hey retreat. Sometimes you need to retreat, otherwise you're just going to die. 
<laughs> you don't want to die? Retreat, regroup, and then go back. You got to yeah. regroup, formulate a new game right. plan, and then go back at him. And that's what yeah. the Steelers were able to do in the final 30 minutes. Steel City Champs tweets us and says, All right, boys, I want your report card grades. Ready? He says, for the D-line, for the linebackers, for the secondary, and for the coaching staff. Well, let's start with D-line, Motsi. What grade? Oh, D-line was an A performance. I agree. Yeah, they, they were top-notch across the board. I like their productivity. It was consistent, both running game and passing game. They contained the run very well. Mm-hmm. Cam was disruptive in the backfield. Like I said, I thought Wormley. I thought Davis. I mean, even Bugs got a handful mm-hmm. of snaps and, and looked like he yeah. belonged out there. That's what you want to see in the absence of Stephon Tewitt. Cam Hayward having one of his best games. I mean, Cam Hayward's like fine wine at this point. It's oh, like every year this guy just finds a way to get better. But I thought legitimately that was one of his best games ever in the black and gold. Uh, Alu Alu played really well as well. Everyone just kind of stepping up, doing a little bit more, putting their hand in that pile to make up for the absence of Stephon Tewitt. I agree. I give an A. Now, linebackers, this is the interesting one. Like, are we including the three edge rushers in that conversation? No, because I included just, my edge rushers in that I, in the D-line I agree, category. I agree with you yep. on that. Um, <laughs> I give him a B. I give Devin Bush and Joe Schobert a B. I, I thought they made some nice plays. I thought they, they missed a couple tackles. I kind of thought that that was to be expected, right? Devin Bush working his way back from injury. Schobert, his first game, not a lot of work. It's his sixth defense that he's had to learn in six seasons in the mm-hmm. NFL. I give him a B. You don't seem as – you don't seem like – you seem like you're going a little bit lower than me, though. No, I'm still going to be as okay. well. I thought that they did. I thought productivity was there. It just wasn't a lot of impact. Yes. I thought there wasn't they made, a ton of negative plays, yeah. but there wasn't a ton of positive right. plays. Right. They either. made the plays that came to them. Though. I thought Devin and Joe both were pretty much clean in terms of their tackling. I think maybe they missed one or two here or there, but as a whole, I thought they flew around. The biggest thing for me was no noticeable errors. No noticeable blown coverage. Lost in coverage, right. slip tackle. Did we have a couple of runs that hit in the middle? Sure. But if that was all it was going to be, because we know with those two guys, it's a different conversation than the O-line, right? We feel like with the O-line, the concept of them improving drastically still seems more hope-related versus on, or, uh, instead, of, based in instead of based on reality. Whereas <laughs> with Joe and Devin, this is reality-based. We know. It's just they have to have more time together. The longer they play together, the better they will be because they already have the talent by themselves, and now you're combining them. It's just they got to speak the same language. So the optimism around those guys is realistic. That's fact-based. You yes. know yes. this was going to be their worst opportunity or, or the game where this was going to be the floor for them. Right. And if that's what it looked like, I'm completely if good with floor, those guys they, because they they're going to keep getting better. Even yeah. if it's just 1% better, incrementally Absolutely. better every week, we're going to look up in week 12 mm-hmm. and we'll be like, you know what? Yeah, they're not a top 10 line in the NFL, but they're middle of the pack. Absolutely. And that's, that's really, with Najee, with Ben, with the wide receivers, with the tight ends, That's you just need them to be middle of the pack. That's it. Yeah, That's it because, like I said, if the defense can play like this and special teams can, can continue to be consistent contributors, right? We're not saying they're going to get blocked punts every game, but what they can't have are the opening kickoff returns. That's what you can't do. But throughout, they were pretty consistent, right? I thought For so. the majority of the time, they were consistent. If they play like that with the defense playing like that, you're going to be in every single game. And now from there, it's just, all right, you know what the difference was? We didn't have the turnover. We got the penalty. Mm-hmm. And they essentially had two turnovers when they go forward on the fourth and downs and the turnovers are on right. downs. Correct. So that was the difference. When you talk about how do you win games when you might be limited. You got to win the turnover margin. Defense, special 100%. teams, win the turnover margin. You would like to run the ball a little bit better, but because of the style of game, it worked out where you necessarily didn't have to have a ton of 
all right, the clock is important. We got to run it. We got to. Right. It, it, it right. worked out that way. It did play out well in that regard. I agree with you on that. Uh, great for the secondary. I go to B as well, and the reason I, I go so. B because they they had some moments, and I think they, they had did, moments. And I think you also kind of right, like there is a little bit of grading on a curve. Actually, with no, this no, no. I'm gonna go B minus. Yeah. I'm B minus. See, I'm I'm gonna go B just because of the quarterback and the wide receivers that they were going mm-hmm. against. I'll give them a little curve there. I'll go B. Yeah, I can understand the curve on it. Like if they would have had that performance next week against the Raiders, I'd give them a C. Yeah, you know, Derek Carr I, and those I'm, wide receivers like, are not Josh Allen that. and Stephon. I definitely Dick. get you on that. Yeah. For me, man, the ones where I go B minus, I thought they played really well, but at the same time, we would be sitting here having a totally different feeling if it wasn't for one pass some, to Emmanuel some, Sanders. Exa- and <laughs> to me, no matter how much, I mean, I know we're gonna how we spread it and talk about it and make it sound better for us because we're here, but that's real. That that absolutely happens. is. We know the likely like I just don't like finding false sense of confidence and that is what that play gave me so for me to go B knowing that that was on that tape that's the false sense of confidence for me because I can't guarantee that a guy's gonna overthrow that every time especially a guy like Josh Allen I can't guarantee that you think Manny Sanders was having Super Bowl flashbacks you see what I'm saying when he's running down the sideline wide now. open and Jimmy G overthrew Come him by on 10 now, yards man. on a pass like, that would have put the Super Bowl away for the Niners like to me that's what I think it, it, you talk about the same concept that play man that puts them up 17-3 in the game at that point man that's probably good night absolutely yeah. way different game yeah so those are the reasons why I'm just like I can't go higher than that because that still was there it was very much there and that changes everything in that game, man. But as a whole, though, still way better than what we expected. Or at I, least what I expected. 100% I'm with you on that. Jarrett tweets us and says, Nothing better than a victory Monday when nobody was picking the Steelers. And oh, that defense is for real. You know what? You're absolutely right, Jarrett. And since it's a victory Monday, first one of the year, first one we've had. I mean, honestly, let's be. Uh, the end of last season was not fun those last few weeks. I, so one more time. Can we, can we get Johnny oh, Drama yeah. in here one more oh, time? Oh, yeah. Victory! Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. <laughs> we'll, we'll see you next. We'll see you next Monday after beating up on those Raiders. Mm-hmm. Um, who? Now wait. Uh, oh, oh, Mr. Ta- okay. See, this is Mr. Taylor, but he changed his name. I was gonna say I saw his profile picture on here, and I was like, wait a second. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, Mr. Taylor also says there's nothing like a victory Monday. I just want to say that the secondary surprised me yesterday. They showed up in the big moments. I think our defense could be real scary. For a lot of offenses this year, hashtag scary hours. They like Moats and I kind of lined out. They 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 need to be buttoned up some more in some areas, but they're also in the secondary. Kind of a similar conversation to the offensive line, mm-hmm. not quite to the same extent. They're dealing with a lot of moving parts too a in the secondary. Of new pieces, yeah. So it is also fair to expect if that's the baseline, if that's the floor, we can work with that. And let's just get a little bit better every week. It can tighten up on the communication. You get more experience from Sutton and Pierre and Norwood and, and Mallette and those guys. If if that's the floor moats, they're gonna be fine, but they just they've gotta have that linear progression they gotta build on it. No question. But like you said, everything points to that being the floor for that group. Like op- optimism with I, them is way, way higher than, than the O line. line. It, yeah. Right. The O line is just it's it's gonna take a lot more <laughs> to to get us a little more optimistic. I mean, like when we talk about the offensive line right now, the positive that I come from is I like how they finished. They showed toughness. They they showed the mental toughness that when things were going really bad, they didn't quit. Yeah, they didn't hang their head. They 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 fought on in the case of Kendra Green, they fought back. 
So I do like to see that. Yeah, I, I like that. But like, you see the difference in terms of when we speak on the optimism with Joe and Devin. It's like skill. It's this. It's productive. It's big play. With the group up front, is just a little bit different right now. But big improvement, though. Yeah, absolutely. That's a big improvement because trust me, that Bills defensive front, man, they're productive players. You saw Gregory Russo, Mario Addison, Jerry Hughes. They all made plays at different times. Mm-hmm. But as a whole, the old line they battled back, and that's the first thing you got to have, and that starts with the coach, Adrian Clem. I mean, as much Just keeping you those know, but say as much as people gave him flack when he got the opportunity to be oh, the guy, easy hire for the Steelers. You look at the group, and they are fighting back. That is something that at times last year, last year we didn't always see that. We didn't always see that, man. Mm-hmm. So is it improving? Absolutely. Just taking a little bit longer, but I mean. Hey, it's, it's, a, week it's a one. long, it's a long Absolutely. season. Absolutely, it's week one, and we don't want to be at our best in week one. Not at all. We don't want to you... be at our best in week seven. The Steelers <laughs> were last now. year. You don't want to be at your best at week eleven. <laughs> it was week thirteen before we saw Tampa Bay take off last season. Exactly. Just keep that. That's when you, right around Thanksgiving is when you want to be starting to play your mm-hmm. best football. And they they good start, and then let's keep building on it. Uh, Jared tweets us and says, any concern about the big runs by the Bills at the end of the game? Was that exposing the Steelers' defense, or was it simply the Steelers selling out to stop the pass? I think it was the latter. I mean, a little bit of both. I must say a little bit of both, but, but more so the latter. I mean, honestly, the whole game, though, that this and this is, when once again, when you go back and watch the tape, this is why, for me, my tone is always a little bit different. I'm never as high or as low. Defensively, I thought coverage-wise we did a good job, but at the same time we talk about arrogance. There were numerous easier throws that were available that still would have accounted for 10 yards here, 15 yards there, but it was just the arrogance that, man, I can make any throw out here. My guys are that much better than your guys, and we're going to take chances. Like, that that is just not – I don't believe that all the time, but – Going back to the defense, though, in terms of their shell, they played a – they had them two guys hot. They, they, it wasn't a ton of the man-to-man that you're accustomed to seeing for the Pittsburgh Steelers defensively. It was not. It was not that. And that was because of those guys at yeah. the receiving group. So the runs would have been there. That's a, that long story, long answer. That's only what I'm alluding to. Right, they, right. The runs were there way more. But the arrogance of the Bills on offense, they just didn't want to take it. And then when they did utilize it on that last series, you saw how quickly they were able to move the ball once again. And then from there, make the, you know, now you got to play a little bit of defense here. Now we're going right, to throw it. Right. But that was the difference in it. They, I don't know why they operated like that. Well, I mean, we do know why. They were being arrogant. They were cocky. They, they came were. in overly cocky, they overly thought, confident. Hey, man. we beat these guys the past two years. Yeah. We're going to keep it rolling. They came in overly cocky because they, I mean, you look at how many times they threw the ball 51 attempts. That's a career high for Josh Allen. We say in Pittsburgh, even with Ben as a Hall of Fame, we don't want him throwing the ball 50 times. It's insane. It's insane. Did you see, real quick, did you see Trevor Lawrence threw the ball Bro, more than 50 times? Like, insane. First game in the NF, Urban Meyer. What are you doing? He should be arrested for child endangerment. Like, what, what are you doing, Urban? What are you doing? You have that rookie throwing the ball 51 times his first <laughs> game in the National Football League? Hey, but you know what it was. He felt that pressure. He wanted the best quarterback in the room. You know what that's like? <laughs> huh? We Ty saw that. Rod okay. Taylor. Okay. Best quarterback in the AFC South. How we doing best quarterback in the AFC South it was you know it was a banner day for our boys Tyrod and our boy Teddy Two Gloves hey. and our boy Jameis Winston Facts. banner day for a Facts. couple of our boys Facts. <laughs> shout out to our band of misfits at quarterback all right Jimmy Winston let's go Five let's go Howie let's doing. go so you know what I need to do is I need to go back and find my tweet from like six yes. years ago 
I tweeted <laughs> when Jameis, like at the combine in 2014 or 15, whenever it was that he came out, yeah. I tweeted, I think Jameis Winston can be Ben Roethlisberger, but a little bit more athletic. Wow. And like last year, two years ago, like a bunch of my boys were dunking on me and everything. Yeah, all right. Well, maybe I'm yeah. going, maybe I'm on to something. It's not about who laughs first, Arthur Modes. It's about who laughs last. And, and I can confirm that being in the stands yesterday. Oh, uh, the Bills are probably doing a lot of oh, laughing yeah. first. And, and, you know, in our section, you know, I was sitting with my, my Steeler crew, so we mm-hmm. had our Steeler apparel on, and, yeah, we were getting heckled, man. It was oh, I'm funny. Sure. I'm I sure. mean, you know, whole first half, we're hearing it, hearing it, hearing it, and I'm just like, yo, we're chilling, bro. We got this. We're good. We're relaxing. And then with three minutes left and in the they, game, those same dudes they, are leaving they early. They were leaving early. We were just like, you see how this thing works, right? Beat the traffic, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Adam tweets us and says, uh, we need to take a moment to talk about Presley Harvin dislocating Isaiah McKenzie's shoulder with that punt. <laughs> All jokes aside, I'm thrilled about the win. This defense is nasty, top to bottom. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, it man. is. Absolutely. Oh. <laughs> Presley. Oh, good old Presley. He's going to be fun to watch this year. Oh, yeah. He's going to be fun to watch this year. Jason tweets us and said, as good as the defense performed yesterday, how much better can they be? Tua comes back. Mm-hmm. Schobert has more time in the system. Bush full recovery, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The defense is going to be really good. They, yeah, they, they can stay healthy. Be they, they can be really good. They can certainly be yeah. better. Yeah, no, you bring Tua back, that alone right there. And the secondary is only going to get better I, the long, the more confidence they get. I think Joe Schobert's only going to look more comfortable yeah. and, and better the more comfortable he gets with, again, learning his sixth defense yeah. in six seasons in the NFL. Chris tweets us and says, gentlemen, we are playing with house money with that win. Tough to play on the road against one of the top five teams in the league. Young offensive line, silent count, windy weather for a new offense. That's something we hadn't talked about Mm -hmm. either. Uh, Huge team win. Also, T.J. Watt is worth every penny, and they're still holding him all the time. Absolutely. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, hey, that's well said, Chris. Uh, You know what? You're right. Like, when you – it kind of depends on what angle you want to take, right, Motsi? Like. You can. You and I have talked about how some of the like. Let's not plan. Like when I tweeted plan the parade yesterday, I was being a little facetious. No, he wasn't. He was being 100 percent real. Like there's there's the offensive line. There's some things there. There's the secondary. Some things there. You know, we we we've discussed these. We've talked about these without a doubt. But yeah, we are we are certainly. You know, you're playing with house money. I think is a good way to put it. With that win, you're starting out one and zero against one of the best teams in the league on the road. You'll take that every single time. Uh, Steel City Reese tweeted us and said, shout out to all the people that picked the Bills. No disrespect to you and Moats, <laughs> including all my coworkers. Nobody is talking to me today. Oh, I got to imagine. To you, I got to imagine, Motsi, that there's a lot of, because, uh, you know, in this, uh, Pittsburgh and Buffalo are not terribly far away from each other. No, I agree. Like there's, you know, there, I, I saw literally, I try, you know, and I tried to take a picture of it because I was going to tweet it out. Uh-oh. But then I was like, I'm not going to be that guy. But on the parkway today, when I was coming here, when I was pulling off the exit yeah. to, to come to our studios, there was a car in front of me, big bit like Pennsylvania license plate, uh-huh. but big Bills thing around the license plate and a big Bills sticker on the back of their car. Yeah. And I was going to take a picture and say, this man's the saddest man in Pittsburgh today. But I was like, you know what? I, I don't need to put this guy's license plate number out there and all that stuff. But that's that's the fun of it. That's yeah. the beauty of it. I was Moats knows this. Um, one of my best friends from college is, is from Buffalo. And, uh, like, I was a groomsman in his wedding last weekend, right? Labor Day weekend. I was up in Bu- I was up in Canandaigua, which is what? Mo, it's an hour, hour outside, of tops, Bu- yeah. outside of Buffalo last weekend. Everybody there was Bills fans. They were all wearing their Bills socks. Uh, the best man in his speech said, this time next week the Bills will be 1-0 after beating the Pittsburgh Steelers. And he pointed at me Take and everybody. You know, everybody. Hey, you know what? Like I said, Motsi, it ain't about who laughs first. It's about who laughs 
last. We have got a bunch more to get to here. All your tweets rolling in. We we still got like over 20 tweets here to get to, Muncie. <laughs> so we will do our best, I promise, to get uh. to all of those. We'll also have Professor Moats Monday, the inaugural edition this season. When we return, we'll go into the classroom with Motsi on the other side. So get your pen and paper ready because Professor Moach is preaching when we return here inside the Electric Factory. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR.